There comes a time in life where you gotta make a decision. You can write your own story or let someone else tell it for you. This is the show for that time. This is Bearded Wisdom with Les McDaniel. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. I am your host, Les McDaniel, and your audacious guide into the trenches of wisdom. This show is all about inspiring the uninspired to unstick what is stuck within you and to liberate that leader that we all have inside of us. But before we unlock the mysteries of who you are, that mysterious one, I want to remind you that you can follow me and gain greater wisdom insights through little things that I post here and there on all of my social channels, and your preferred one is probably also covered. Instagram and Facebook, you can find me at epicfusion.life. On TikTok, you can find me at Bearded Wisdom. On LinkedIn, it's going to be Les McDaniel. What am I missing? YouTube. I mean, I'm out there too. I think it's under Less is More Life. That's a little bit challenging one, but... This week is really an overarching conversation about my intentions around Bearded Wisdom and a little bit of an introduction into who I am. And I got to tell you that this is, I'm so excited because this is one of those podcasts that you you really got to be willing to be curious. I got to tell you that there's a whole lot of self-preservation that has been wanting to be play out in me in, during this time. I mean, even in, in the recording of this first episode, I'm already feeling this. Well, why is anybody going to listen to this? But I got to tell you, I don't really care. And that is such a beautiful thing because I'm not looking to find followers. At the end of all of this, what my hope is, is that this is a, a truly a, a space of memoirs for my family, memoirs of of wisdom and and leadership and and ways to go about this world. I want this to be the space where I get to begin to leave behind something for a legacy of love and leadership in my world that will lead my kids and and my grandkids and their kids into a world of abundance. I have no preoccupation to believe that, that this is going to be for everyone. In fact, I can tell you right now, if you are solid in your beliefs and you believe you've already got it figured out and you already know the answers to most of life's big, big questions, then I got to tell you, that's okay. I'm all right if this is not the space for you, but I'm going to move forward as though this is going to be in service to myself, to my children, and to my grandkids, and anyone who that, that cares to just, you know, be a fly on the wall of, of my life. This is for them. So let's get started. Here's a little bit of an introduction to who I am, and then I will tell you a little bit more about where we're going to go along the way with beard, this Bearded Wisdom podcast. I like to say this in, in a funny sort of way, but I was, a, I was born a boy named Leslie, and it was not necessarily the easiest first day of elementary school, and for many years thereafter, it took us a little while to realize we don't have to put my real name down. We can use my nickname, which is Les. And yet, even less is not necessarily the strongest of names for a runt like I was when I was growing up. But it was a formative thing. It was something that I believe that, that I, I wouldn't take back. And, and it truly is the essence of really how I, have, I begin to see myself as something that is more just because of the fact that I have my name Les. I actually named my, one of my companies is Less is More Media because I wanted to embrace it as an affirmation for myself because of, of, of my upbringing. But I digress. At the end of the day, this boy named Leslie was one that was a runt. And I learned very quickly how to tap into and, and to be curious about others and how to be 
an influence and be a really good speaker and to love other people in ways that maybe they hadn't been loved before. And when I could know their story, I was able to tap into a true space of really uncovering how to connect with them. And that was meaningful for those folks. And it gave me a, a lot of street cred when I was a, as a little runt. I learned how to have friends that had my back with the bullies. I had pockets of friends that were in the, quote, studious category. We won't go down and call them nerds, even though that's what I, I started to say. But they were the studious ones where I could lean into when I struggled with, with school. I had friends who were in, the, in band who were amazing artists and taught me things about how to play instruments. And, and then I, I had my, my athletic buddies who would take me under their wing and taught me everything that they knew. And this sounds really cheesy at this particular juncture, but it's true. And I, I learned how to build relationships and connect with people from my very early days. And I knew that I wanted to be someone who inspired others who, had, who were coming out of situations where they felt like they were the underdog. And I knew that I wanted to, at, I think I was 13 when I first realized that I actually wanted to be a motivational speaker one day or a preacher, one of the two. And well, and I've done a little bit of both. And, and so I, I got to, that, that, those were my days and I grew up moving a lot. And so I learned very quickly that how to make new friends and how to set the stage for my own success in the environment that I was going to be in, not knowing how long I was going to be at the next place. My dad was an, a truly aspiring entrepreneur who did a lot of great, great things and was a part of several startups and ultimately was a, a guy who was a connector a lot like me. And I looked up to him. He was a leader in our church and he was a leader in our home. And, and it was amazing to be able to have parents that loved and cared for me and instilled in me this ability to actually to be curious. You know, I told you I, I grew up in church and we literally were those who didn't miss a, a time when the doors were open. And we even found other times that we could get together with others that were in the church and, and be connected with them. And I, I got to tell you that it was really a powerful forming for me to be in church. It was, it, they, they kind of created me to be this guy that is before you today. They, they saw in my questions when, when things didn't make sense. They saw somebody who was really seeking truth. They, they challenged me and they pushed me and, and a lot of times told me that I was wrong. And I kept asking and I was very persistent in how I would really attack those things in life. I remember seeing things like the felt board Jesus that would be put up there and he was like the white guy in a white robe. And I would ask questions like, wouldn't, wasn't he walking down dusty roads? Wouldn't his robe be all dirty and his feet dirty? And yet here he was, the perfect Americanized version of Jesus. And I remember thinking like seeing and hearing stories about Jesus going out and, and touching the untouchable and loving the unlovable and the underserved in the world. And then looking outside of the doors of the church and seeing homeless folks and wondering, well, why aren't they coming in and to our potlucks? And, and not in a judgmental way, but just truly in, with the innocence of a, of a young kid, just wondering, why were these things not in alignment? And, and it's shaped me throughout my life to ask the questions that, that really got to the root of, if Jesus was saying these things, then shouldn't we be also able to live the same way? And I was, I, everything about the way that Jesus lived his life seemed to make sense as to the way that we should live ours. Now, granted, I was still a kid who liked to explore and be curious in all the realms of, you know, the ups and downs of good and bad and ugly and all the things. 
And I wasn't always the most honest kid. I learned how to manipulate situations with falsehoods at every chance I got and, and got caught many times. But yet it was one of those formative things in my life to be aware of my world in ways and to see things and to be, want to get into the nitty gritty of how things worked. Well, that formed me along the way and led me into the realm of communications when I got into college. And I played sports and did all sorts of things in high school. Nothing that was that extravagant. I was a jack of all trades, master of none. And yet, even though that's got a positive ending on the other side of it, I, I, I'll stick with the old version. Jack of all trades, master of none, really wasn't excelling at much of anything except for my leadership skills. I was seen to be a leader at church. I was seen to be a leader at school. And I was, I was one of the class favorites by the teachers because I was just enough of a clown to make them laugh, but respectful enough to be able to stay in my seat throughout the entire time of school and I get thrown off into the principal's office or anything like that. It was a fun ride. I really enjoyed my childhood. And we had some hard times and we had some moments that were challenging, but that at the end of the day, were, those were not the things that shaped me. I got into college and got a communications degree. I struggled through school. I met my wife almost 30 years to the date. In October, it'll be 30 years in which I've known my wife, Heatherly, and we've been married for 27 years. And we have just been, in those days of growing up, we've been blessed to raise four amazing children, all of whom are adults or almost adults, aka I've got two that are still in college and still kind of living with a little bit of dependence upon us. And I'm blessed to have the three girls, Kaylin, Grace, and Addie, and then my son, Owen, and my son plus, Kelton, who is my oldest daughter's husband. And they are amazing people, and I have just been so blessed by, by being able to raise those kids, and they are going to be a part of this story for sure along the journey of wisdom, if you will. After school, I immediately jumped into a, a well, my, I had one year that in which I worked at MetLife and found out really quickly that my, my gifts were not in the world of sales at that level. I was too young and not enough expertise to actually be able to go out and sell people life insurance or investments because I had none and was, yeah, I, I, it, who was I to be out there selling those things or so I thought. And so, but very shortly after that, within a year, I had started my own business in the graphic design world. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. I went back to school and got my MDiv and spent three years getting a Master's of Divinity where I truly found that to be one of the most transformative experiences of my life. And we started a church that was up in the North Dallas area where we truly just begin to meet people where they were at. And what that looked like was kind of messy. It was, you know, playing poker, having a beer with folks, playing on their terms, going to the pool, getting to know them, being involved in the messiness. Them not even knowing what I did for some time until one day they would ask, and then they would find out that I was a pastor of a church. And it was a, an amazing experience of realizing in that moment that we don't live in a world that needs to be corrected, but we just need to live in a world that needs to be loved. And, and it was such a formative piece. And yet it was such a challenging and messing time that, that those who were involved in the support of that, it, it was a challenge for them to be able to see the vision, to be able to be a part of something that didn't look like what they were expecting or that they had hoped it would, that, that it didn't necessarily feel or, or act like a quack like a church or a church building or a congregation, but it was more of a community affair. And, and, and it broke down both 
outside of this with the support and internally because it was such a new group of people that were very immature in the space of what it meant to to walk that world walk in the world of church and it was a heartbreaking time and it sent me off and we moved to Austin after it broke down and I got into real estate and did some things there and did very well for several years but it was eating at my soul nothing wrong with the with the state of that but I really had a had found that I was going, I, I mean, I knew that I was called to be in that space of living in this, in service to others and to, to, to bring forth in them this, this way of life that Jesus would show. And it was such an important piece of me. And yet I was broken and I was hurt by the whole experience. And it sent me off on the deep end. I, I, I jokingly say often that I slid down the slippery slope and I just began to to explore and look for truth in every arena I could possibly find. I was definitely still a leader in the church that we were at here in Austin, Texas, but but it was it, it was one of those where I I never really could fit back in because of the experience of the authenticity and the rawness of what we experienced in being in a community together. And it shaped my heart in such a way that that everything that I wanted to do was really trying to find ways to to bring this this idea of this way of life into the marketplace, to live it out, to introduce others to the idea that there is this power within us, this source within us, this spirit that we all share that is connected. And it led me down the paths of looking backwards in life to going further back in history into into studying Hinduism and Buddhism and shamanism even, to really to discover what truth really was. And I was trying to find a way to to make sense of my world instead of just this one little spot of my life looking like this, this, this way of life with Jesus. I wanted it to be something broad and understand it in the context of the whole of, of human history. And what I found as I began to discover these truths is that each of my teachers in all of these areas, from the shaman who said he was so excited about me wanting to bring forth the good news of Jesus into the lives of others and saying, I can't wait to see you go back into that world. Or the Hindu teacher who said, Jesus had all the answers you need. Don't try to change who, who he is or who you are because he understands the way of truth. And the, Or the Buddhist teacher who totally was seeking unity among all of the religions because he understood that even Jesus had, had the, was the resource, the essence of God, the divine, and that he was just pointing us to what was already within each of us. And yet here I was, this guy who deeply had this desire for spiritual things and also had this gift of entrepreneurialism as an entrepreneur. (laughs) And I absolutely adored the creativity that came from being in that space. And throughout our lives, my wife and I, we've experienced several things that have been transformative for us. I mean, in 2016, in the midst of me being very successful in real estate, she had a stroke, which led to all sorts of timeouts from our religious experiences at our church and led to us realizing that we were really those, like our gifts is really for for bringing this this space of what it means to live into the truth into the world. And that we were really more suited for finding community outside of that space. And so we, we now love and are, are blessed by the churches that we have been a part of. But now we truly are trying to live out that church life to bring a religionless version of what it means to live like Jesus into the world. And so that is the essence of who we are and what we stand for. 
And I understand that even saying those words, I mean, I'm even a little bit triggered, if I'm honest, when I use the words Jesus these days. I feel like I, I hear that old evangelical preacher that's like, in Jesus' name, coming out of me. And I don't want to be that guy. And it's not, I'm not saying that that guy's all bad, but I am saying that there is something about the way that I hope and and want to bring forth the idea of us discovering wisdom together that is open to all the voices that are at the table of life. And I believe that the essence of this whole, you know, the spirit of what we are doing here is to find a unity in our voices. And when we can find that unity and we can bring forth unity in our world, and, and it's not for everyone, it's just for the few that really desire something bigger, broader, more connected to source, more connected to each other. Those of us who can do that become a network that touches the lives of so many people in our world. And the world is influenced by that, whether they embrace it or not. And I believe my role is to just be the ambassador of that wherever I go, to be an ambassador of love, to be an ambassador of truth, to be an ambassador of, of light and, and, and wisdom in our world. And this is what this podcast is all about. As we are currently in this new season of life, I am excited to be able to explore this because the energy that my wife and I, that Heather and I have put into raising our kids... Well, we just became empty nesters this year. And at the same time, she is struggling with some stuff, some health issues within herself that are around chronic myeloid leukemia and, and have created some different challenges for her in her life. And, and we're still learning to find ways to embrace the hard things alongside of the beautiful things, alongside of the challenging things, alongside of the hurtful things. We, we, we just are learning to begin to embrace truth at the highest level. And that, in my mind, is the nature and essence of what we are going to be doing here on the Bearded Wisdom Podcast. You see, my friends, this is really all about us liberating something that is deeper within us. This thing that doesn't get trapped by victimization. This thing that doesn't get caught up in, in our success and in our wealth. This thing that doesn't make it all about what I can get, this entitlement. That, that isn't an activist of, of, of things that we are against but where we begin to be proactive in our pursuit of things that we are for. So, peace to you. Catch you on the flip side. Remember to please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at epicfusion.life. You can catch us on TikTok and YouTube at Bearded Wisdom, and I look forward to seeing you guys in those communities. And for now, here's to letting go of who we think we're supposed to be for who we truly are. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bearded Wisdom Show. You got a buddy or friend who needs to hear this. Please send him a link. And don't forget to hit that follow button so you can come back and hang out with Les every day. <laughs>